Good morning, uh, wonderful chef. Hey, morning, leader. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Ah, yes. This is uh, um, a recording for Infra Paradox, uh, which is a, uh, a site um, or a platform where I interview artists with an interest of unearthing their background, their inspiration. Uh, their interest um, to get to know artists a little bit better. Yeah. Yes, and I'm glad that you were able to make the time to see me ahead of the opening of your exhibition here at the BKHZ. Uh, you're from KZN. Yes. Um, uh, what what difference can you note or notice between your city and uh, the city already? Well. First of all, thank you very much for you know for this interview as well. Like, I mean, I hardly do interviews, <laughs> especially where it's like recorded and stuff. Always gonna do it via mails. They'll send questions and I'll just answer real quick. But this, like, to have me on a voice, is something you know I you know I, I hardly do and I know that. Gonna be interesting. Let me say so. However, back back um, at a question, KZN for me got more sort of like volume. Even in the city, it's not the vibration is not as in here. People are moving around, of course, but the, the volume is quite big. The space, job is for me is like very busy. You know, more mostly crowded, the movement is, is running faster than us. Yes. Yeah, that's the difference. Well, I'm glad at least you, you know, you are, you've adjusted uh, <laughs> to the city and you can even note the nuances, the difference between your city and the city. Yes. And, uh, you know, when I looked at uh, your work, I was fascinated by, you know, your approach to painting in terms of uh, the thick layering of the paint. Um, as well as, you know, your iconic uh, afros, you know, the iconic black skin, uh, and also the texture, you know, of the paintings. Um, yes. But I would like us to visit that a little bit later in our conversation, um, because at this point in time, what I would like you to, you know, to tell us, um, is a little bit background of Wanda Wulche, who is Wanda Wulche, um, you know, how was your upbringing, uh, I mean, I read a little synopsis on your catalogue in terms of the inspiration yes. uh, that your grandmother played, you know, an yes. active role yes. in your creativity. You know, I want you to, you know, just briefly give us a background on uh, when you grew up in, in KZN, what was life like, and then your artistic uh, spark, you know, so to, to, to speak. When did the spark hit you? you know, that, mm would like to make art one day. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, I, I just, as you already know, I grew up in KZN, in the place, um, like outside the city. Mostly, I would just say in the, in the rural side of Durban. Um, what was the name of the, of the village? The village is called Gwangolosi. <coughs> Wangolosi. Yeah, Wangolosi and 
um, under a chief in Kosi, Upeyangu, you know. Mm. And um, that's where everything started. It makes me think of Javad Bey. Yes, sure. I'm not sure whether if they are related or yeah. not, but uh, for sure <laughs> there must be some connections. <laughs> but it's like um, the place, it, you know, like rurals, like it's mountains because there's a we have a dam which is called Inanda Dam, which is like um, very um, this kind of blue, bluish in a way, but much more darker. Mm where we used to swim as kids and we got rivers. There's a river which is called Umshazi. Umshazi. Yeah, Umshazi. Where I, yo, I did <laughs> most of the play, playing there, like playing with clay, like muddy clay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But, uh, you know, just like other kids, like growing up in a space, you, you just want to explore, play, you know, be naughty, do this and that. And uh, like for myself, I've been always like a creative kid because I would come up with trends in my in my community. Like, okay, now it's time to make those cars, you know, using the wire and stuff. Yes. And yeah, I would make the best one. You probably learned this from the bigger boys, if not from your brothers. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was the only like child in my home. Mm. back then so I didn't have siblings that's why like I had to learn most of the things for myself and my grandmother was very hard on me in a, in a positive way like to say you have to be strong you know you don't have big brothers if something happens to you outside not gonna come here and cry like you have to learn to fight for yourself things like that so I've been always that guy who wants to make sure like things works and then so you have you had to be responsible from an age very responsible <clears throat> I have to be very responsible because I knew it was only me so I have to be strong sometimes you have to wear that face so that you know people don't come easy at you you yeah. know stuff like that but it was all like you know village things it's things are still very traditional on this on that side from stick fighting to fist fighting to and you were born in the 80s, right? Yeah, at the tip. <laughs> <laughs> you, at been, the tip. you were born at, at, at a very the, interesting period in our country. At history. the tip. Yeah. Yeah, like 89. Mm. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I, I saw some, most of the stuff as well, like growing up. So my, my parents, because mm. I grew up from my mother's side. Yes. Um, my father was always a person who's like living in different places because of different jobs. He was working for Toyota and then stopped, tried to open a panel bit. But he was like moving around a lot. So Would I'd you say he was an entrepreneur? <laughs> yes, I would, I would say so. Yeah, because that's what he did. He quit the job and then he started doing like his own thing. But my mom was a, a sango, my name. Oh. She's actually sango. She's a traditional here. Yeah, she is a traditional here, mm. even from now. And um, she didn't go to school. At the age of 10, she had to go, you know, to answer the calling 
all uh, like her siblings went to school, my uncles and aunts. Did. And she was older or was she, she younger? She, she was a bit younger. Because, uh, you know, like back in the days, you only attend school at the age of, from the age of 12 or, no, you know, you'll have to be a little bit older to go to school. You, you So while she was just about to go to school, the calling came in and she got very sick. She had to, to leave I, like, and spend time and spend time. I was so young, you know. Yeah. So, and then that's, that's actually like, I guess, and I wasn't there at the time. Remember, it's like, it's all her building up herself very like spiritually and then she came back home as someone who is starting now to practice and then that's how and then she met my father you know and that's how I came about so what I'm trying to point here is I've been feeling like not necessarily that I'm gonna be Isangoma in a way myself, mm-hmm. but I became like almost like a light in the family, you know, because um, things was were not going well at the time, you know, like in terms of finance, this and that. Oh, I see. You know, like especially after the passing of my grandma. I'm sorry, I'm very scattered when I tell stories. I'm everywhere. You wanna? <laughs> it's a very interesting story. Yeah. You, you carry on. Yeah. And uh, so when you when you when your grandmother, uh, you know, passed on, mm. um, were you still? Was the family still in the middle of the challenges? Um, or I mean, your birth, as you say. Okay. became became the light in the family yes my yes yes and then obviously you know you you matured while your grandmother was around because remember earlier on you pointed out that your grandmother was um, an inspiration behind you and she was somebody who taught you to be to take life seriously we can put it that way you know, yes um, to, to to stand up for yourself yes um, so would you attribute your discipline you know, when you approach your work, your discipline, will you attribute it to your upbringing, especially the contribution of your grandmother? Okay. No, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that, like, in a bit, because I think I have to tell you about, um, because my, my, my grandmother was, like, always at home, but then my mom had to hustle at some point so that I can go to school so because she didn't go to school herself obviously like she would get a very low you know uh, a low paying job job, Mm -hmm. like uh, domestic worker things like that and um, now I'm spending more time with my grandmother because now she's living maybe in Hillcrest somewhere in uh, you know where, where she works and then that's where everything was starting to be like mold, like to get a mold of or layers of uh, very like unique texture of upbringing. Because my grandmother grew up with boys. She had only boys, siblings in the family. And then she was raised mostly like a boy, 
very masculine and <laughs> the way like as I say like I learned a lot from that lady yes very powerful but and I'm growing up around lab like many herbs because of the nature of my mom so there are herbs around women people there's this for the for the teeth there's this for the legs there's this and that so I'm learning all these things the herbal the the the, the benefits of herbs the benefits of herbs yeah so I was learning a lot as well right? like I would see people coming in and out mm. for different things like my grandmother was also like very good in healing if you have a, a sore tooth you know like mm. we give you a certain um, herb and then you, you sort it so all those kind of things I think they really build up uh, a lot of like layers of uh, myself and and uh, the fact that my grandmother didn't like electricity, <laughs> <laughs> so she preferred to cook outside. Hey, hey Lida, it was like Rondovel, and now it, we even reached the point where we're like the only family in the community without it, because she was preferring to just have like candles. And for me, I only realized that at the very later stage, that she was so spiritual inclined as well, in a way. You know, she likes to do things organically. So, here is the benefit. No electricity at home. Everything is silhouettes, Mm -hmm. especially at night. And I'll go outside. Um, One of my friends can tell you, because we went to see the place because they wanted to understand the, the, the colors that I use in my work. Yes. It's a beautiful sky. When there's a full moon, everything is identified. It's silhouette. You can see uh, people moving, but you know, as silhouette. And there are these beautiful colors, your gray. Um, this, is a, this is an area. This is an area. In, in, in case of in any, case in the other village or in the village where you grew up. Yes, because my, my grandma's house is next to the mountains. Yes. So I, I had a privilege of just being so close to everything, yes. like nature, yes. the mountains, the rivers. And then, because I'm a kid, I would see this beautiful thing, but I didn't understand, of which like sort of developed an interest in... In, 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 in understand learning about the stars, you know, yes. and uh, the colors that I see and everything, of which came very later to me because I didn't know there were all these things were getting served somewhere in my intuition. Yes, I didn't know. So here is the catch: my grandmother is using, is making fire for everything to cook, you know, t- taking charcoal leftovers. I'm scratching the surfaces of the roundovers, which are mostly painted in white. And this color, as you see, this this color is very special to me. Because sort of greenish. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. you can say it's uh, tacos. Yes. Uh, yes. Also, it's mint green. Mm-hmm. It's uh, most of the roundovers in my village, uh, mostly. I saw that on the invitation, yeah. actually it's this color, if I remember correctly. Yes, it is you this know, color. It is this color. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's for many reasons, but for me, I firstly saw the aesthetics, 
but then I realized beyond that because they used it uh, to paint the sacred houses, you know, whereby on a Sunday Isayoni would do their thing. Yes, this color actually, it's a, <laughs> it reminds me of a religious sect exactly. in our African Center Church exactly. in, our, in our country. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh. what is this color in, in, in Isizudu? But Umbalo Pusi. Umbalo Pusi. Yeah, Umbalo Pusi. So how do you translate that? And, and what, is, what I find fascinating about yeah. the color itself, it reminds me of the, title of your, the titles of your work that will be featured in the solo exhibition. Mm. Uh, but we will get to that also sure. uh, just towards the end of our conversation. Yes. Um, I find it fascinating that you, you, know, you have titled your works in Isisudu. And, and the mere fact that you know, the naming in African languages has a bit of sound in it. It has a bit of sound in it. Mm. Yeah. So this is a sacred color. This is a sacred color, but it also serves like very like, I mean, it also serves the side of aesthetics. I oh yes, say. of course. It's a beautiful color. Yes. Very like calming in a way. So, uh, so as, like, I only noticed, I started to use this in 2018, basically. Most, most of my work, like, they've been always, like, black. I'll use a little bit of blue because mm. of the dam, in and the dam that yes. I was telling you about. Yes, yes. Because I've been always, because now I live in the city, and I've been always taking some elements from my home, if I'm doing words. So, just so, it's something that's... I, it, it, it's something that makes me feel like I'm speaking my language here. It's, it's me. If I'm using those, I'm borrowing the elements that I know. Like things that play the role to me. And it's, they always make me feel closer to home. So they've become symbolic, of, very of, symbolic of, of who you are. Of, of who I am, yes. Especially back in 2018, while I was in the UK, it's when I started to paint mostly because I was using charcoal. This is in 20, 2018. 2018. So you see how new I am in like painting literally. I've been using charcoal drawings, like mixed media, but beautiful pieces. But I was like, I want to paint now. I want to paint, um, but for. Also for other reasons, like when I tried to ship the work, sometimes the work would be teared up a bit and creases. So I didn't like that because I realized that the work was also like gaining uh, value now and I need to protect. So I was like, yes. I have to switch to canvases and all that. Yeah. So I wanted to bring elements that would be just alien to the European space. So they can feel that, I mean, they can feel my uniqueness and that I'm here to tell that my story uh, from the way that I live it, not from it. How did the show in the, it's the UK, no? um, how, did, how did the show perform? How, how, how was your work received in the UK? What was the response? Ish, man, um, the UK, of course, those people know nothing about us, and 
it's always like they will always try to to feed words to your work and be like oh and this work is about identity and this I don't like that <laughs> like uh, I don't, I, when people I, suppose that they they can yeah, second guess yeah they, they second guess because mm. they're looking at, at what the narrative is maybe of African art right now so they think everybody is about that and like for myself of course, the work now is contributing to the bigger narrative that is out there about visibility, like black visibility in spaces, this and that. But I think um, when I produce work, I, I don't put myself in that umbrella a lot. Um, I, I'm always like, I always try to be true to the journey that I'm personally embarking on, like how I feel about my present time, how are things at home, how I feel about the society, and then it just opens up to a bigger conversation, of course, but the first thing is me, how do I feel, does this uh, serve something to me, because I, I won't lie, I'm, I'm all my words, my work, everything, it's like, I'm at studio right now, I just finished a piece. The feelings are always different. You're looking at the work. I'm looking at the uh, work. And then you're thinking of the process I'm, that you've went through. You know. When you were painting the work. Exactly. Uh, up to when you were frustrated with the work at a certain point. Yes. And then you finished the work. You're looking at it. Now I'm looking at it. I'm feeling like healed. Or I've moved a step towards something greater that's fascinating and it's something that i picked up from your from your um you know the old synopsis of the catalog uh i thought your work has nothing to do with political you know positioning uh yeah no. uh, there's nothing to do with that yeah uh, it's yeah. it's self-expression see my leader mm. my my main concern is like the space is already like cluttered we have you in the city, there's so much energy is going on, this and that, the world is messed up. You know, you're just in the middle of many wars. And the only space for myself where I feel like I can purely, I can move more purely, is when I create. And that's some of the reason why the works are in just blank spaces. Yeah because I just want to give them that space of possibilities in a way. So you're giving the work a possibility of being uh, isolated or being read against any other idea out there, for the work to be looked at purely for it for being a painting or a drawing. Do I understand you correctly? Yes, yes, you understand me correctly. Uh, it's more like giving the work a space of possibilities of like to become anything you know because I mean I guess it's also from like how things are so presented to us like in a subjective way like 
you have to become this, you have to become that. So if you fail to become this, you have to become that. Like, how about, how about becoming something that is not on the list? You know, that's the type of freedom. Unrestricted. Unrestricted. Yeah, how about just becoming something that is not on the list? And it's also like a question of what is the purpose of life, you know, in general. And then that's what pushed me to just keep the figure alive in a space, not in need, not, yeah, like looking like it's fine right there. Yes. You know, it's, um, it does not need to be interpreted against any political issues. Yeah, uh, it is. I trust. It is an artwork. It, it is an appreciated in its own right as an yes. artwork. Yes. Uh, earlier yes. on, you spoke about uh, Zurich, that you had an exhibition Zurich. in Zurich. Yes. And then just now, you referred to the exhibition in uh, in the UK. Tell me, what was your experience in in Switzerland, in Zurich, when you compare, you know? the situation there with the UK experience. Which one came first, by the way? Was it the okay. UK? Okay. It was the... When did I do that? Our last year. 2019? Yeah. No, it was the, the, the UK. I mean, the Switzerland. The UK came first, then I went to Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, the same year. The, the UK was a resident, like, two months, three months stay in uh, in Wakefield. So Wakefield. 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 It's in the north okay. of the UK. Yeah. It's like a small I would say they refer it as a poor city because it's I mean the economy fell down in the city for oh. some sort. So it's like very like low living people. Oh. But then there's an art center, like a big one which is supported by the Royal Overseas League mm. in London, so that's how I got connected with them, and then you know I, I got that um, scholarship. They they call it a scholarship because you have to go via. Um, this is in twenty sixteen, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. It's working uh, with the university in Leeds. Mm. Yeah, so. I was just going back and forth with them. But then this was a residency. I, I only had to do a presentation after my stay. But Zurich was just a fully com concentrated body of work now. And then the experience there, yo, as, I, as I was saying earlier, yes. it's um, because they, they are, you know, they're not coming from this nature from this background of us. Their understanding of art is slightly different. And even from the submission that I, because I only had to show seven pieces, I submitted 10. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy with some of the works that they selected. For the, for, for, for the exhibition. For the exhibition, yeah. But I also understood like where they come from. You know, so there was a, you had to compromise. Obviously. I had to compromise that because yeah. I wanted some other pieces which I felt like they were, they were really like sort of like, um, bold, like building uh, up the narrative. Yes, 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 better than the pieces they selected. Would you would you say, perhaps maybe the works that they chose, 
um, sort of was they were comfortable with those works based on the contemporary art scene that is happening. Exactly, exactly. You got that right. That's very interesting. To yeah, know. that's why I felt like, oh, okay, this is kind of like the same wave they're mm. riding this side. So I get it. Henceforth, the compromise. Uh, yeah, the compromise yeah, on your side. yeah, yeah. And and and, and tell me, um, obviously. Um, you, you, you know, you went to primary school and then you went to high school. Yeah. And you never had art as a subject in your school. No. Uh, in your um, no. primary schooling and high schooling years, no? Never. Like, no art competitions. No that you... art compet. I don't like art competitions. <laughs> I never entered any. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, but I had an opportunity last year. Yeah, I can relate to the art competition thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, you you were in 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 in, um, uh, in primary school, and then you went to high school. Your high school in years they fall within which years when you were in high school? Um, high school was more uh, two thousand two thousand five six seven, and then I finished two thousand eight. Then I took uh, a gap year. Yes, I wanted to be a clinical psychologist. Oh, and. Uh, <laughs> So my, 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 I think my maths didn't fall under the great marks. Yes. So the university said, oh, just go and work out on your, on your, on your Upgrade points. your math. Upgrade yeah. your math. And then you can come back. Everything was fine. Or like, oh, okay. And then you did which subjects? Then? Uh, you Physical know. science. Yes. I was doing science. I'm, I'm, you are, you are a science, science student. And pure maths. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, agriculture. Yeah, IT, everything. Yeah, it was it was it was a great uh, great class, mm. and uh, I was so drawn to like clinical psychology. I think it's also because of myself hearing stories when people are coming to see my mom. Yes, the consultation. Yeah, eh? problems. And yeah, I'm like oh okay, but then I wanted to to take it to another level. But but you know. Actually, the observation that you're making is a very interesting one yes. because, in essence, traditional healers are clinical psychologists, it if is. you think about it. it is. Because people go there, they are afflicted. Mm. You know, uh, mm. Something is not okay, emoyeni, looking for answers. Or the body, yes. you know, and then they're looking for answers. And yeah. then they have somebody who has been trained. Yeah, and this person, you know, has been trained spiritually and physically. Mm. They are able to read, mm. you know, mm. uh, the science. And psychologists like that, they look at how you sit when you talk to the hundreds. Whether you can make eye contact or you're avoiding eye contact. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, do you think any of these informal uh, training that you got from home, had an impact when you were studying art. You studied art at which institution, by the way? Um, yes, so um, during my gap year, yeah. trying to fix my physics, I'm doing a lot of drawings now. I have a yeah, been enough time, time at home. Yeah, I have enough time. I'm only attending one class, and then after that, it's like, what to do? I'm doing my drawings. And then, oh, I also had a small problem with my ID. It's, you know, like sometimes it can really delay to come out. So I was, I'm going back and forth with the home affairs. And this one day, I met the home affairs on like with my sketchbook. I'm sketching the cube, and then a random guy 
comes to me like, yo, are you an artist? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, yeah. I'm just drawing, you know. Yeah. Like, I draw for you. Can you see? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, beautiful words. Uh, hey, you, do you know there's a place which is called the Pet Center, blah, blah, blah. It's by the Harper. There are many artists there, musicians. Maybe if you go there, you might, you, you, you might find something interesting or a class or something. Like, ah, oh, okay, sure, thanks. And then this guy just bounced. And he was coming from prison. He was like, he had all these things, and had all the tattoos. I'm like, look, I was in prison, and then the pet center used to come and, 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 and help us as the inmates, you know, yes. with uh, practicals and arts and yeah, all these activities. So yeah. yeah, so that's how he knew them. He's like, ah, oh, okay, sharp. And then this person, he gave me the key, though. I felt like that guy gave me the key. By just having that conversation with you. I can't even remember his name because it was very like short. One minute, gone. After the home first thing, I went straight looking for this place now. And I found the place. I felt it that I was going to become one of them. Wait, what? Tell me, I want to know about... Uh, the experience when you walked into the space and then you saw people doing what you love and they are doing it every day and they've put all they've poured their heart like into this I, I, you know I saw not kids like mature women men mm. like dedicated yes to their craft yes I, 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 I as I say I, I knew it instantly that I was gonna become one of them, yes, because of you know the passion that I I I, I sensed around the space, and I, I moved around, I asked questions, and then they told me, oh, there's actually a class because it's an art center basically, yes. but they they have like uh, those uh, nine months classes, things like that, yes. art and music. Mm. So I was like, I'm going in for. <laughs> and, and and obviously at home they were familiar with the fact that you enjoy making exactly. clay sculptures, you enjoy 100%. making drawings. Hundred percent. And then you started to attend the classes now. Yes, now I went I went to the reception and then they gave me the application form and uh, they told me okay this is how it goes and everything. And there was a class running so I went to see them like doing and uh yo Yo, I, I, I went back home, like my heart was pumping, like next year I'm going there. Yes. So this is now... This is 2009. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, yeah 2009 I was like, I'm going there. I'm, no, 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 this is 2010 now. Yes. So I started in 2010 exactly, like with the birth center. Okay, so you, you were waiting for your ID in 2009? Yeah, so when you took get to, when my you ID, get my physical science to be on good marks. Yeah. And then art just came in between everything. My ID came back, and then I just left this physical science thing. I like, in tech college, I am done with you. I'm not doing this anymore. This what I, My mom has been very open about my decisions and your grandmother at that time is was alive was alive yeah, alive and uh, very supportive yeah because my grandmother didn't know anything about school anyway so 
she was just trying to make sure that you know I'm getting something that will be able to support me yes in like for a longest time like you know so my support was basically from both of them you know and uh, I had certain things that I wish to do for them of yes. course so now center took me in 2010, 2010 right. they, they call it the bed center the bed center is the battle arts arts trust they said so okay because it's all it's, uh, it's like uh, it's, it's made up uh made up of all the trustees and stuff yes. yeah so it uh, hey that's that's experience my leader i was like you know, I was attending. I was attending. It's like I'm attending like an IT school or something. Yeah. <laughs> Always wearing a shirt. Like you were, you were presentable. Yeah. Like you took, you took to it. Understand. You, I wanted to. You, you took it very serious. Very serious. Even some of the guys were laughing at me. Like no, but when they chill, man, it's chill. <laughs> <laughs> why are you acting like you're doing architect or something? <laughs> like. <laughs> Like no, I'm just they were they were they were amazed by your professionalism. Exactly, I wanted to make sure that I understood because already they told us that okay, after finishing here, you have a choice to if you become the best student, you'll have a, you 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 get an award with a small studio, which you can run for like six months, and, and that, then after that yes. you can see if you can just something in Yana. For the bills, you know. So, so that became that became the goal for me. Studying became a goal, mm. and they told us about the the Deppin University. They have a fine arts, of course. Now it's like a three-year program thing, just like better. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I see the, there's a light here as well. Now I'm gonna go through everything. Uh, but I want the studio as well, yeah. so I can just be busy, yes. yeah, and produce, yeah. And it's happened just like that. God. Damn. So in 2010, yeah, you're now at the bed. I'm so now at the bed. I moved from moved the village. I live in the township now, which yes. is called Mayfield, next to the to the city now. So it's, it will be easy for me to yes. just to move around. Now here's the thing: Mayfield is completely different. It's like your Alexandra kind of vibe. It's a different uh, rhythm from, it's your from, mommy, from home. It's, a, it's like my, your mamelody kind of vibe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? And remember, my, my mom is just a domestic worker, so she can't afford a flat, things yes. like that. I have to get what I can get, like something on the budget. So, but she's supporting you. Very supportive. Because, the, you know, that is very important very, at that point in time. Yes, very yeah. supportive. Got my, my bedroom shack for 550 per month. I'm sorted. And, uh, you yeah, must worry yeah. about food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, about food. Yeah. So, I, I, had, to, I had to adjust yes. a lot because the language is different, mm -hmm. the people. The, the landscape, the culture, um, it's like people, they, they just do otherwise, you know, someone can bang the, the, the radio from 5 to 5 in the morning, <laughs> you know, like going in and be able to adjust to that and like, oh, this is the nature, mm. you know, uh, all this kind of texture around, 
So that started to become a thing, uh, a theme in my work at the time. You responded to the I stimul responded stimulation. To stimulation. I responded to it. Of of May May May. Yeah. Mayfield? Mayfield. Mayfield, yes. Yeah, yes. Mayfield. Yes. Because I wanted to share this um, experience of adjusting between this to that. So I had to translate myself a bit. Because now I have to dress like them in a way. And then like, so I can blend and, and, and be so comfortable in the space. So it became a thing at the time. I went. And... Um, yeah, 2010, I finished, got my studio, I was very happy. In 2011, you moved into your studio now? Moving to my studio now, yes. I'm like, okay, so what next? DUT, DUT for sure, I'm applying, applying, um, got my interviews of course. And also you presented a great portfolio to oh, them. Oh, the portfolio was outstanding. They were like, no, you've been here before, are you coming back? I'm like, no, I came from the bed center. I've just arrived. Yeah, I just arrived. Because already I know all most of the things now. I think for the first year thing, I was like beyond, you know, because the bed center offers the same thing. You have your, 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 your drawing classes, you have your as theory, you have your screening, so you learn, you learn in a way, but it's just it's a, a school, it's a school, it's, it's a just school. a short space of time. Mm -hmm. So I got accepted, and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm ready to start. And then an opportunity came through, uh, I got selected uh, with one of like all, all, all the artists, mm -hmm. which were supposed to go to Germany in Bremen to, to, to do a mural under the tunnel. And then my name was on the list. So now it's like same week where I'm supposed to to start at school. It's the same week that I'm supposed to go. And like, what am I gonna do? I'm like, no, I'm not missing out on this opportunity to go overseas. <laughs> I'm going overseas. I'm still school when I'm back. <laughs> You left. I left. Yeah. So you went to Germany. I went to Germany for like two weeks. Yeah, for I wanted project. to experience and understand, yes. you know, like how how broad art can go. Yes. You know, I never been on a plane. Yes. I never. So I wanted all the experience. Yes. So I went there, and you know, it was of course a total different space. Everything. We did the mural, we met with artists, artists dinners, all these yes. things. They gave so much uh, beautiful memories to myself. Then I came back, of course when I came back I couldn't make it to, to the school. Now it's like, oh I'm gonna go next day. I have to just be at studio and work. So this is 2011? All in 2011. I've made connections now in Germany with some of the guys who are pushing yeah. some are old, yes. some are, yes. so we're like talking via emails now, you know, and it's like, I'm starting to become an artist, honestly, you know, and then, boom, there were classes uh, from the African Art Center, which they do with the Debbie University mm -hmm. on the weekends. So they work with the Department of Fine Arts yes. to bring at least 10 guys yes. to do the arts classes only in weekend. And then I joined that. I joined that again. And then still in 2011. So mm -hmm. I, I now 
During the week, I'm working at studio. On the weekend, I'm attending the, the arts classes. And then it was like back and forth. Yeah. And then from those classes, uh, African Center partnered with Kellogg's. Kellogg's gave them a funding, a budget, to select four people that's going to be mentored by the Department of Fine Arts now. Yes. On the level of like a third year student, because they realized we were like going, we were like maturing faster. They're like, no, these guys need to get something much more challenging. So now, how many of you who were showing promise in this group that they identified these guys who were maturing faster? How many of you were in this elite? Because it sounds <laughs> now it becomes a bit of a, 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 yeah. an elite. elite. Yes, it was four of us. One of them is Chen John who who is doing very well as well right now. But right now he's having a show in Cape Town with What If The World. He just mm. opened the show. So, and that was like, okay, this is crazy now. So I got selected uh, for that. Now I'm, I'm, I'm no longer at studio, even. I'm only seeing the studio at night because I'm like studying now. The mentorship was like, it's an uh, apprenticeship course. Yes. So I, we have your, all your printmaking, painting class, you know, sculpture. It's, it's like real. It's, and it's, it's, it's tight, serious. Exactly. We are with the third year students. Mm. And they don't understand who are these guys. You know, we are just they, they they don't know that you are the you are uh, you are those guys who hit the ground running. One time. Yeah. It's like we took an elevator like <laughs> but not just jumping off things because yes. we already had the basic but yeah. we were like no it's gonna waste time. We're there and we were like very dedicated. You see like the 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 who are these guys? The, the fourth years when they were like messing up the lecture would bring them down to our student like to show them look at these guys they're just here for one year they're yeah. gonna be out of here and become artists but you've been here all the time but you can't deliver and you're gonna be like crazy you know so hey that thing like paid a lot but but what did it mean to you uh, when you when you realize that you are being used as an example of greatness, mm. now, what did it say to you when you realize that you and part of this elite group, mm. you know, uh, mm. which was there for one year, yes, uh, you were being used as as an example? What did it mean to you? Yo, Lida, <clears throat> it's it meant a lot. Like I. For some reason, you know, it, you become like, you just want to be at the background because people will feel some type of way, especially the ones who are like paying big intuition fees and mm, all that. Mm, mm. And it wasn't a good feeling uh, to many of the students. But I mean, for me, because I already knew from the first day that I want to become, you know, I want to become an artist. You want to become an artist? Yes, and I will have to go all the way, whatever. I have to face it as it is, you know, all the challenges and then and receive in yes. the process of everything. 
so I I received I received that very well. Mm. Like you know, this is building up to what I really want to become. So I was very excited about everything. Yes, you know, in your process. And and now looking at this um, at this exhibition, would you say uh, it has come about organically? That you know it you know it, it gradually. How can I put this event in your life, the way it has come about, you know, uh, that you feel that you were working towards this mm. in all these years, in terms mm. of your hard work as an artist? Because a lot of people think uh, making art is not hard. Mm. You know? I mean, it's intellectually taxing, it is emotionally taxing as well. Mm. I mean, I see the title of the exhibition is Comfort. Yes. You know. Um, yes. I would, I would like you to talk about the title of this exhibition and how it came about. Okay. And I know we are jumping a lot of things now. No, it's you know, uh, because I think between uh, your time at, at Devon University, yes, at, between your time at Devon University and your Switzerland trip as well as your UK trip, yes, it is happening. You know, just close to just each close other. to each other. Yes, very close. Um, tell me about how you you got to this point where now you you now started to exhibit seriously the first major exhibition, and then you can build up up to this point to where this point. we we are here now at BKH Side for the Comfort Exhibition. Wow! Now you are part of an elite group. Uh, some of the students they resent you because they think that you're still in their limelight. Yes. But you know that you're coming from a very difficult position. Yeah. You're gonna use all the opportunities that you get. Yes. And obviously you had a good year that year. Yes. You know, 2011, 2011, 2012. You had a good year. Uh, obviously, were there exhibitions that you know sort of now started to expose you? To, you know, to art dealers and people who take art seriously. Yes, well, let me tell you something which was another challenge. So I kept the studio at the beds. Um, and you were now paying for it, right? Yeah. Because I remember now. you said for yeah. the first six, six months, months or nine months, yeah. they were right. funding you. Yes. And then later you have, have to, to fund the studio. Fund the studio. Mm. And now my work is not commercial, it's not something you can buy. Um, it's mostly studies at the time. Mostly, I'm very like passionate about getting things right. You know, I'm sharpening the skill basically. Yes. But the space is full of. Uh, it's always like in and out, like tourists. People and come in. People come in, and then most of the artists that are there are like commercial artists. So they do a lot of. Of lino cards, printing, and doing this. Um, so there's fast art, fast art, popular art, doing wildlife, yeah. these things. And then my studio is like dark. It's very dark. It's the only studio. Charcoal. It's just charcoal drawing sketches of the movement of people in the city, like studies all over. And then I'm making. Um, I'm not even trying to say oh, I'm producing a project uh, on this theme, but I'm just working on different things because the the whole idea was to get things right. I'm 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 I'm, I'm resembling 
like a lot of artists, there's William Kendrick's painting, which I just printed online, I'm looking at it, I'm doing this, you know, I'm taking everybody's working with the same medium. Yes. Yeah, charcoal. trying to understand this. And this is, this is the charcoal that when you were young, you used to take from the exactly. firewood and exactly. paint the walls. Exactly, now the, the excitement is big because now I realize I can push it further. I was limiting it because I was just doing line drawings, no shading as a kid, but now I saw you can use this and that. So it's potential. The, the, yeah, I saw the potential and like, I want to push this further. And trust me, I did make some, I, create, I carved my space with the charcoal. I did because uh, my first solo exhibition was in 20. 2018, which was called Ubnisa Intiga. You know Intiga. Intiga is like a, you see on the round of the house, there is a one pillar at the center, yes. which you hold the whole yes. structure of the house. Yeah. Which is like this on the roof, because the roof is like this angle. So it's like this. It's a very important, uh, very important structure. Part of the structure. Yes, that structure is also like, it's me, you know, that's why I like, I like our that's why I like our like African aesthetics because they always have much more meanings than just colors and shapes and forms. Because the Rondeville is like it's like a mother. They call it a mother. And then this phallic symbol is the father of the house. Intiga is the It's a male symbol. Male symbol. It's the male symbol and then the mother. And then, so if in Tsiga Iwa, the whole structure collapses, the mother can carry it, but up to a certain point, it still collapses. You know. So, because of the fall of my grandfather. So it was, it was biographical, the title of the exhibition. Yes, because of the fall of my grandfather. Things went a little bit sour at home. Yeah. Family politics, this and that. Family structure so collapsed. Family structure collapsed. Yes. So after my 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 rise as um, a grandchild of yeah. this family, I started to reshape things and things started to come together. So I called my my ex solo exhibition Umisa Inti because I was returning. The, yes. the power of my grandfather in the was restoring uh, the person. Mm. So, during that show, I was really talking about, in that show, I was really talking about um, my upbringing and how I came about to be the guy who restored the family dignity. So, I was talking about all the struggles that I went including my black text, all these things. I had a lot of texture in the show. And then the show was only just charcoal drawings, charcoal, 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 you know. And I, I like the fact that charcoal is something that is coming from like uh, something that is burning to yes. fire. And now, well, like, now through, 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 his, through his destruction. Destruction, yeah. Now I'm taking the same thing, I'm creating these images, like I'm restoring some, some of the memories. And it was a beautiful show, very powerful. 
and I went overboard with it because I wanted to tell everything. Like some of the things that other artists wouldn't say or other people wouldn't say, like you'd be shy about. Yeah. But for me, I wanted to move on. I wanted to move on so I can have my steps. Right. So it's, it's like, the way I understand you, it's like you were closing a particular chapter in your life. 100%. And, and sort of coming to terms with the past. Yes. And then your role in the present, embracing that role in yes. the present. Yes. And this was your first solo exhibition. My first solo. And I said it's not for sale. You know, I did it in a museum in Devon, Devon Arts Gallery. Yes. They gave me a beautiful uh, circular gallery. It's big. And then I have a small room, which I have an installation piece there. Um, this is in 20... 2018. This is in 2018. Yes. And then... Uh, um, what was the reception of that exhibition? Oh, it was crazy. I, it was crazy and I was all over the place, man. Like from TVs to all these magazines. It was like... It, it, it sort of brought yeah, attention. To, a lot of to attention. Your, and, uh, to you. And, yeah, and help other people to like open up about where they're coming from. Like embrace, yeah. embrace everything. Yes. Don't be selective, you know. It's part of the texture, you know. It's part of your life. So people started to embrace who they were yeah. or who they are. Who they are, yeah. And then your second solo exhibition obviously uh, followed after this one. Uh, where did the, solo, the second solo exhibition take place? Okay, now the second solo took place in Switzerland now. So like, I decided to just go out the country. And that was titled To Find Me. Now I'm done with Musinze and I have to find myself. Yes. I have to find me in order to become <laughs> who you are meant to become myself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So And this is where you know the, the curator of the exhibition uh, they responded in terms of European context to the work that you submitted. You submitted ten artworks yes. and then only seven of exactly. the artworks were made. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Oh, by the way, uh, for my first solo, I was working with, uh, I, 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 you know, leader, I, when I do a show, I really wanted to be uh, well executed from everything. So I had to commission, like, real people, like I commissioned the curator, like uh, the deck curator has the staff, yeah. have their own indoor curators yes. and everybody, but I was like, I want. So I spoke to Kule, Kule Mabasu okay. from Michaelis and she came through, I commissioned her to curate my show, I booked everything and I had um, uh, Carlos, he just left, he was working for good men, Carlos, uh, I forgot the same but he, he was the guy who was working on my catalog and I had Bongani. It's not, it's not Carlos Amato, no? No, no. Yeah, so like I, I wanted to... But he worked, he, worked on, uh, he worked on your catalog, on the, the text. Catalog. Yeah, the text. I wanted a good team for this show because I felt like it's... Oh, and your photographer and so on. Everything needed to be proper archived. Yeah. Cause it's, I felt like this story is very important, yes. even for my kids. I got kids, man. Yes, yes. It's very important, so it had to be well archived. Yes. So I did that, and it went very well. So now I'm doing to find me in Europe, and um, 
I'm, I want to understand now certain things like I'm starting to question myself a little bit about what are these elements that are because there are some of the elements started to be randomly thrown in my work and I'm like what is because I don't work during the daylight I start to work around half past nine up to half past three or four in the morning, just mm. to yes. There's like during the day, I'm meeting up with people, I'm just driving to the mountain or whatever, mm. you know. Uh, but half past nine, for sure, I'm at studio, and I started to be fascinated about you know all the process. And I was like, oh, that's when I realized that now I think. I'm, I'm really relying more on my intuition, memory, like the intuitive memory of, because um, I started to borrow the colors, the silhouettes I was talking about, yes. the blue from the full moon, yes. all those grayish, uh, those subtle colors, those subtle colors that I would see but not sure about, yeah. I was like, Okay, I guess now I'm. These colors are coming from that because I took I take a, I took a Carrie James Marshall piece. I placed it here. I took a lot of artists which use like black, black figures. They they use a lot of black. Of course, Carrie James Marshall is like one of the guys who came out first and just painted black people black, black, yes. black. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to see the difference, you know. Because I didn't, I didn't want to be like Kelly James Marshall. I really love his work, but I really wanted to see. And I noticed there's no man. This, this is really coming from this and that from me. I realized the blue from the big inner dam that I see all the time when I'm home. It's like in my view. And then the green, this green color from the spiritual exactly. attire. Exactly. Um, I'm not sure, you know, um, because I know African-centered churches, they, they are those churches that mix traditional healing and Christianity at the same time. And I'm not sure uh, where you, you know, you sort of uh, transported this color. Mm -hmm. uh, I still want you to tell me about this color because I don't want to make a mistake and assume. No, I'm not yeah. sure. Well... The thing is, as you say, they can always use it for both. Yes. And I didn't wanna restrict and like this okay. is specifically from yes. Yeah, yes. I I guess um, I just took it from like a multifunctional space. Oh yeah, but I understand. Yeah, I understand. yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, finally, you know, um, when I look at your works, um, although I don't want us to discuss them in detail because I think the catalog will, will, will speak volume on this. And I always also feel that people need to look at the work. You know, no yeah. need for you to describe the work in detail. Yeah. But I've noticed uh, there are, if not two, three icons that recur. It is the... Um, the Afro, you know, and then the open space, sometimes this textured, 
you know, and then there is the skin, you know, the black skin. You know, these are icons that I find fascinating, although more and more artists are starting to, to dabble, especially with the skin. Um, I would like you to talk a little bit uh, about, about that before we close our talk. You know, the, the Afro, you know, uh, what it might imply, the skin tone, um, as well as the, the wonderful, uh, uh, this, the wonderful background that you paint on your artworks, you know, where it looks like it's flowers. suggest um, power and beauty you know so there's a saying I don't know whether it's uh, it's used in all the, the our, our languages but it's really oh okay yeah I, I, I can translate it into yes. another saying. Exactly. You know? And also. And what about guys like us who don't comb our hair? <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's, it's still the hair. So it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, so it's a symbol of beauty. It's a symbol of beauty. It's a symbol of. of uh, like. Of confidence, I can put it like that, because I've, I've I've checked. I mean, let let us look at, because you know I borrow, as I say, I borrow um, from different sources, like the ideas sometimes and the elements. Like you go to your Bible and you have Samson yes. with the hand, he's able to remove walls and do things and yes. to make change. You know, and but they cut his hair, and then he, you know, he lose the power. Yeah. So I borrowed that, and then um, also like in my research, because I'm still doing a lot of research based on the hair, mm. and that's why I also have enough for myself. Yes. That's they have like a small each and every hair, small hole, and and they grow every night, but you can't see them. And they up, there is an energy that you are able to absorb, yes. you know, from the That's fascinating the to universe. know. Yeah, so I was like, wow, that's interesting. I guess there is a... That, that there is, I like how the research always, you know, pushing uh, a step further to the truth of the, the world or the universe yes. itself. So that's how I was like, I want my figures to have all the power that they deserve, you know, so I'm going to keep the hair. I'm I know, sure. understand. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, now I am the sure. Yeah. And, and, and the black, you know, this strong, dark skin tone, you know, that was, that's, that's what struck me when I first saw your paintings. You know, obviously, it's, it's images, you know, uh, but the, the tone itself, you know, you oh. see the eyes, the eyes sparkle, 
if maybe the person is smiling, you see the teeth sparkle, you know. Um, how did you arrive at uh, the decision to, to make your figures, you know, dark-skinned? And obviously, you know, other artists have played around with Plays around as a feature yeah. in their artworks. Yes. Okay, first of all, it was that, like a technical thing because I, I used to paint, use charcoal and they dark. So they, they have been always wanting to have strong like images because I knew the presentation would be like stronger. I want them to be powerful. Yes. Like, so with painting, I, I think I, I gained so much confidence in that. I even wrote something um, like a couple of years ago saying I wish I was darker than this because I always see this bad mark and like, I wish I was like this. <laughs> so I guess it's also like my my own fascination yes. with this and then I wanted to spread it all over. Yeah. And the only opportunity I had was to put it in my paintings. Yes, yes. And um, by doing so, I realized it's not only just coming from one source, but the, the dark ground of a house of my grandmother is paying a lot right now because I'll just see the figures of the people moving as silhouettes and the mountains are black and then there will be these colors flowing from the stars, your grayish as I was mentioning, and your purples. Yeah. And I wanted to take that and starts wearing it on the on the skin. On the skin. That's what creates the shading of my of my of, of the surface of the people that I paint. And that's how I arrived in this dark colour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I deliberately wanted them to be dark. Yes. And but look, as I was saying It's very biographical. Exactly. How it comes about into the painting. Into the painting. You're not emulating anybody to say no, so and so painted like this. No. And I decided no. it's, to, it's very to like, paint like this. Yes. And it it comes from the charcoal technique, technique. Uh, or the use of charcoal that you you know, you worked with charcoal for quite a long time. Yes. And when you started painting you wanted to carry the dark colours. Exactly, exactly. And my own fascination with you with, with, my, with the birthmark. With my birthmark. And uh, but look how it has now joined the bigger narrative of the the black yeah. world, world social, you know, social so political. Exactly. Now it's everywhere. It's like saying other things now that are you know, and it's good. It's good um, that I like that the source is pure. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's how it, it it became, and then. The wallpaper or the, the the background color. I always think of it as a wallpaper because, <laughs> as you said earlier, and you reinforced my interpretation because you said you prefer to paint the figures not to be surrounded by anything. No so, recording of time. Yeah, no recording of time. Objects and materials. Yes. And you know, uh, I, I I thought of wallpaper when yeah. I saw uh, the textured background, textured flowers. Paper. And I remember reading somewhere. Um, that you like flowers, you love flowers, not like you love flowers, and they have a symbolic meaning uh, to you, and and it connects to what to something that your grandmother taught you, if I remember correctly from reading the synopsis. Finally, I would like you to talk about that. Um, 
you know, in terms of, you know, a feature in your artworks? Wow. Yeah, like, yo, um, this drives me back to 2018 because that's when I started to use them after the past to incorporate the flowers and and the work and in the work and in the work yeah and it, it's happened just after the passing of my grandmother and i was in i was overseas in the studio still in the uk and i'm just having memories i'm thinking about how things that she used to say to me you know you know, her, her teachings. She passed on while you were in South Africa. While I was in South Africa. And then when you were in the, the UK. Yes. Um, it happened that you started to think about her yes. while you were working. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and then the flowers, I wanted something that's gonna, I wanted something that's gonna restore, like, one of the precious memories that I remember. And I remember her telling me that, I don't play, because we, as, as I mentioned, it's like big open fields, like green. So there were f specific flowers that like, she like, don't play uh, on those ones, because yeah. I, I see them as lucky flowers, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> they hold fortunes, all these stories, yes. that's good money saying like oh, okay so I take I took that and like now I'm in the UK I'm like there are so much like so many things happening around here and the world in general and what can I do to what can I include now to purify the the images or the pieces or the figures yeah, to yeah. sort of balance the scales that balance is happening the around chaos, the world. You know, so mm. I need to balance the chaos at the same time. I need to give them something that will uh, accompany them um, to wherever they're going to go from here. Mm. You know, because I understood that if the work is taken, is it is going to someone's house? It's going to be somebody else's joy. Yeah, and I don't know what is the energy where the work is going. Mm -hmm. It could be like a family where it's always a happy family, or a fighting family, or everything is happening, you know. Yes. But I want the work, whoever that is living there, when you look at the work, I want, I, I, my wish was for that person to, to sort of feel the, pure, the purity, like you're being purified in a way. So, healing, healing. Yes. I thought about Imbepo. Imbepo has a small flower as well, like a yellowish flower. But you have the seeds because we always find it dry when we need to use it. It's always dry. So the flower is strange, but there is a flower there. And Imbepo, of course, sells a very special, um, you know, meaning as well to communicate to your spiritual entities and then i took the flower and fused it with the lucky flower for my grandmother and i took the star because i there's a, a a scientific saying that uh, we uh, 
we are also made up of stardust, things like that. So I wanted all the energies and started to charge. So it is in purple? In purple. And then the and lucky flowers, flowers? And the stars. And the star. I wish we could know the name of this lucky flower. The lucky flower. Uh, I'll find I'll find the name because she didn't say she didn't specifically say the name. But if I can find an old lady who can just say this is it. Because so, that's indigenous uh, knowledge system. It's a very indigenous knowledge system. So I fused I fused the tree and I came up with the symbol. That symbol. I came up with the symbol and then I started to charge the figures to purify them, to give them a guidance, and to give them uh, a space of belonging so you can see or, or you can check where they belong. Doesn't matter where they're going in the world, but if they have this, they will have a sense of belonging. Yes. Yeah. So that's how I fished this part. So I always play. Sometimes it's in their fabric. Yes, of course. Sometimes directly in the skin. Because if I if I do that, I always feel like it's more like what she's telling people. Like if I'm leaving home, like I'm in the village, I'm embarking on a journey. I have to tell the ancestors that to burn him. Mvana is leaving now. Be with him and protect him. So it's the same process I do with the work. The moment they start to layer those symbols, it's like I'm doing the same process. Wherever they go in, you know. You're blessing the artwork, and I suppose in a sense the artwork becomes a blessing yes. to the person who's going to accommodate them in their home. Yes. They are not just artworks. No. They are blessings. They are blessings. They are blessings. And now finally, in closing, um, tell me about the exhibition, this present exhibition, Comfort, just briefly, you know, um, what you hope to accomplish with it, um, your third solo exhibition in Johannesburg, in a young, fresh gallery, what do you wish to accomplish with this exhibition? Mm-hmm. You know, comfort. Comfort's like, because you know, everybody knows comfort, but I, de- I didn't want to be uh, to generalize it in a way that it's like speaking on a one-sided story. But I wanted really to to give because campus is really also like leader. One thing about me, it's a uh, I want I want I want the work or the the project to always say something about the space that I'm currently occupying as a person, you know, but. With this one, I realized I'm realizing balance as I move. Let me put it like this: that I have to balance my spiritual life and with this, you know, um, naked eye, also like physical life that everybody sees. 
yes. objects, things, materials. But I realized that it's also very important. It doesn't matter what you do to feed that spiritual side of yourself. You have to, you have to put it inclined, you know. So it sort of like serves a very special. It feels like you live life uh, to the fullest. So with comforts, I wanted to really like give people the perspective of texture that mm. I've encountered and that I'm still encountering in my life. So I have a lot of pieces. I have pieces which are like will tell you about my family, you know, like how things are now. Like someone who 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 was there um, during my first solo exhibition. Somebody who's following you. Who's following me and now checking on this one will feel that okay. You know, because it's as I said, it's a very uh, it is a change. It's still, I still have pieces, and like I have pieces from the first solo, the second solo of conversation, which have been molded with what is happening now yes. in this show. So to give people like a perspective, but it's really about me being comfortable in speaking my language, comfortable about. Um, of course, my how can I put this? But mostly, I won't say my belonging, but being comfortable like uh, where I belong, because uh, I realized I have a lot of people. Where are you from? Ah. No, I'm like, no, I'm from Africa. Oh, we thought you were uh, in America, what, what, you know. And they say, because they don't, they don't understand. My studio is big, like, very big. big bigger than this whole space. Mm. And it's like, big glasses. And they think, I'm, I'm, my studio is by the beach in Debbie. And they oh, I'm from overseas. I'm home. I'm home. We have what you have there, you know. So, comfort is part of all that to say, you don't need to be in Europe oh, to I, be I get you. or to be I can still be home and be me and be comfortable comfortable in my own pain sometimes because yeah. I understand it's like you're looking at the country many bad things are happening yes. some of the things we shouldn't be comfortable about but we are because we are so used to this Pain. Mm. There was people died. Exactly. So it's like, oh, it's, 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 another, it's, it's one of those days. But it's something that you need to work out. So come, this show is touching based on all those kind of things to be comfortable in pain, mm. to be comfortable in a space where it's like you shouldn't be, and in a space where you should be, but then it's delaying. A process of becoming becoming something new, 
So it's a very cheeky. I understand. Play. I, I, I think I get you. From, <laughs> I get you this way. But yeah. if you can be comfortable with who you are, yeah. be comfortable with your surroundings. Yes. You know, then you do not you do not delay the process of what's coming. Exactly. In your life, mm. because you are at peace. You are at peace. This moment. Exactly. Yes. Well, um, I would like to wish you all the best with this exhibition. Uh, I mean, you know, you. You cannot explain it more than you've explained this mm. exhibition, and I think uh, the people will visit um, the show and the people will look at the catalog, you know, uh, and also hate this conversation. Uh, a lot of things will make sense to them, uh, but it will be interesting to see uh, a decade in your art practice, mm. you know, what kind of a conversation you will be having. But I must say that it has been a pleasure to talk to you, uh, to get to know you on a, on a personal level. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's been a very uh, enlightening experience to hear about your upbringing. Um, the moment the spark of art uh, hit you, uh, your experience um, at the PET Art Center, uh, your enrollment at the program, yeah, the Devon University of yes. Technology and then later on you've been featured at the space at the Devon at the Africa Center yeah. you know um, it talks about an evolution of an artist who's trying to refine himself to find himself as an artist and refine himself you know towards perfection mm, mm, and and I thank you for staying the course as an artist no, thank you very much, my leader. Like it's been a really like great pleasure to have this conversation. As I said, I I always gonna I always do small pieces of like answering questions. But to have a conversation like this is, is good because so it sort of like also help me to reflect better of where I'm coming from. And uh, you know, and I'm mean, I'm an independent artist. You know, I never I never been signed. But I've been very blessed with so much opportunities, you know. With my the growth of the work has been truly amazing. Uh, opening many doors and it's also like grew me as well as a person because one thing about artists of which I've been always fighting on my upbringing is that I don't want only my work to progress. I want to progress in life as well, like as a person, and I've achieved that. You know, I, I you know, like things are moving exactly to the direction. And one thing that I didn't mention that I want you is because mm -hmm. it's very important. I have, I have gold in my pieces. Oh yes, I've, I've seen. There's a there's a piece actually. Uh, although I did not want us to to take away the surprise, there's a piece where. I think it's called Baez or something. There's, there's somebody who's like looking the at the artist and like and there's this, there's this gold, mm. you know, feel to the work. Yes. You know. Uh, yes. Let so what does it signify? This gold. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring you back while you were close. No, but it's back. fine because it's we will close with this yeah, uh, symbol. It's very important. It's a. Uh, I I had a dream. Mm, I had a dream of myself walking by the beach, like in the morning, like by the seashores. So every time the water 
comes out, it leaves God and then it goes back. You see how the yes, the waves, yes, the yes. waves. And then they were doing that, and I was picking up gold and put it in my pockets. And then, and every time, and there was a lot of gold, like I'm walking in it now. And I was like laughing, like, what, what am I gonna do? It's all over my pocket now, I can't take it. Anymore. You can't take more. <laughs> and then I woke up. Yes. I had to think about this place. Mm -hmm. And then I went to see someone. Like, I had this dream. Can you explain? Maybe, you know, I'm looking for answers. Yeah. And the person said, Wow. This, there is no big stories about this. This simple means one thing, wealth. This gold, it's about wealth. It's either there was your great grandfather who was very rich, that you don't know, you know, and then he was coming, or your grandmother, your greatest, was coming to visit you in yes. your dream. Yes. To show you that you can, you have the power to claim back their the wealth. wealth. You know? Mm. And I was like, wow, that's powerful. You know, and of course, of course I would think about um, our richness as African people, yes. our minerals, and our kingdom. Yes. You know, and I was like, I need to use this gold. And that's when I started to incorporate it in the world. I had to look for gold. Devin is hard to find many materials, but mm. I found it, and I was like, yes. And I used it, and it's like blended like this with my black figures. So I'm in a journey. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank thank you for taking us through that, uh, Wanda. Thanks a lot uh, for seeing me. It's been such a pleasure, and I wish you all the best in your career. Um, I'm hoping that one day again we get to sit, and then we carry the story forward. 100%, my Thank you. nice. I hope, because uh, uh, you see, Lida, uh, I'm very bad with uh, storytelling. I'm good with painting. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I, 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 uh, I become very scattered, but I'm, I'm glad I managed to answer some of the questions and the way that I feel they are real, you know, like to be honest about everything. So, yes. you know, you get the real thing about, I'm sure. Uh, when you come to see the show tomorrow, you're gonna, you're gonna feel it on another level. Yes, tomorrow I will come and see the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you.